I've been having these weird thoughts lately. Like, does any of this make sense? Or not? Welcome to Gotta Memorize, a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast, trying to make sense of all of this mess before Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out. You might even be able to figure out what's going on, maybe. I am Wheels, and I'm joined by my friend, Joe. How are you? I'm good. I just realized that our intro says might and maybe. <laughs> I mean, it is good to set the bar low. That's true. Um, we can we can, we can can edit it for... Uh, uh, future intros no it's good i like it as, yeah. <laughs> um I just, I just realized that it was funny um because because i think i mentioned this before that it's one thing for us to understand kingdom hearts it's another for us to explain it <laughs> so <laughs> um i feel like it's it's this weird fucking challenge that we've given ourselves which now that we're in the spoiler episode i can talk about it more i've been doing i tried to do a little bit of refreshing and research for this episode and uh I realize that God, we're in over our heads. Uh, are, before we before we truly get over our heads, are yeah. we calling these spoiler episodes the Ansem Report or the Final Mix? Because both of them are really good titles, and we need to pick one. Are you making me d- decide on the air, like on? Well, I mean, didn't we? Uh, didn't you say you had a good idea for uh... for how to number them at least? Yeah, it's gonna be two point five for sure. Um, yeah, that's really good. I just don't know. I don't know but if it's we'll, gonna we'll be. call it. We'll call it. Maybe we'll call it episode number two point five. Final mix, and some report number one. <laughs> just for just for the beauty of it. Yeah, I um, mean that that'll look great in people's fucking podcast feeds. <laughs> um. So the, but, the point uh, of but, these episodes is to they, they um, should know what they're getting into. So yeah. Uh, so if it's not already clear, this is our, th- this uh, either final mix or Ansem report series is going to be our super spoilerific uh, episodes of the show. So if you don't want to know how every other Kingdom Hearts game ends, Kingdom Hearts 2, Chain of Memories, Birth by Sleep, uh, Coded, which uh, doesn't matter, it, it, you, you um, say that, Dream Drop but... Distance... <laughs> I learned the other day that the ending, the ending of Recoded specifically on the Final Mix version does matter. Oh, um, really? I guess that's news to me. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like new information. It's just sort of confirmation of theories. So, yeah. Um, um, it's also worth mentioning that we're not going to like, like, I'm not going to just going to sit here and recount the end of Birth by Sleep because then we have no reason to do Birth by Sleep. Um, right. And so the, the idea is to just talk about what's, spoilery things are relevant to the uh, are like immediately relevant to the plot we've already talked about in our first two episodes yeah we'll we'll try to keep it brief as you said to make sure we have some content to talk about when we get to those prequel games yeah specifically Um, birth by sleep (laughs) yeah um so where where do you want to start i have like this fucking mess of notes um First of which is, is Kingdom Hearts actually about Sora? <laughs> uh, uh, well, I would say... Um, I want to say, uh, I wanna say based on the lore, like it wasn't supposed to be, but... I think... I mean, I'm, I'm just speculating here, but I would, I would say that the plot of Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably affirm his role as the central hero of all of this like yeah as of right now all this stuff about um god I, <laughs> let me all right. this stuff about the the it's not the x blade it's the key blade but god um, yeah the, the, like the all the stuff about that like all the stuff about that like doesn't seem to be related to Sora at all, but I'm guessing that Kingdom Hearts 3 will sort of make well, it about him. Less, well, here's the thing. 
we know who the bad guy Kingdom Hearts 3 has to be. At least mm-hmm. one version of him. Because I'm starting to think that's going to be their way around the voice actor passing away. Is doing a different age. Right. Um, which I don't even want to get into what the fuck I'm talking about. Uh, but the... It's going to be like weirdly back and forth. But so... Uh, Ansem, Ansem, Seeker of Darkness. We're gonna we're gonna have to say these subtitles so that we know who the fuck we're talking about. Ansem, Seeker of Darkness, who is also the robed figure. He tells, voiced by Billy Zane. Thank you. Uh, voiced by Billy Zane in the cave with Sora. He says this world is not connected. Um, and he's uh, and then Sora is also told you are the one who opened the door, and I think I want to say Sora is the reason all these things are connected. Like, again, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 will probably affirm, like, he finally does a thing that only he could have done. Um, with Because most of these things are things he only could have done, but he sort of fell into that role. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the lore adds to the element we were talking about in the first episode, where, like, it's always easy to think of... of Kingdom Hearts is like the story of this pure-hearted boy who the story was always going to be about him, Sora, but then like the circumstance of that uh, Destiny Islands experience and the fuller context of the lore, like he was just in the right/wrong place at the right/wrong time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um I think specifically like because we already know that is it bequeathing? Is that what that um, yes ceremony is called? Because um, yeah, I was gonna I was gonna talk of, about that too. Because one of the uh, um, Keyblade Masters in uh, Birth by Sleep, Terra, bequeaths uh, the Keyblade to a young Riku. Riku was kind of, was was in a much. Uh, more prominent place to be the hero of the story than Sora. Yeah, he was supposed to be the successor of um, that Keyblade Masters line because they were basically already in the spot where, man, I think we're all going to fucking die soon. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that was kind of a preemptive measure. And so, like, then in the scene where uh, Riku wants to travel through the darkness to go to a different world, it's like, because Sora was the dude that was there when Riku sort of went against he yeah the, he, he lost to the, the darkness he, yeah he lost his um access to uh a keyblade that was bequeathed to him and it ends up going to basically the nearest person who was at least somewhat pure of heart well um here's here's like to add a layer of would this have happened to Sora otherwise um it's also worth mentioning from Birth by Sleep that, for reasons I'm not going to get into, another Keyblade Master named Ventus um, uh, gets into a pretty rough spot, and his heart <laughs> his heart survive like his heart and his body get separated, not in the heartless way, just separated. And his heart's like, man, I need a safe place to hang out. And I guess he had been to Destiny Islands already at this point, um, and goes and ends up finding his way into Sora's heart and sort of takes a nap there for a before Sora a while. was even well they they were connected they got connected before Sora was born like there's a sequence where uh, in Birth by Sleep where Ventus interacts with a heart that that has not yet been assigned to a human baby and it's like <laughs> that makes hey, it weird. i'm a heart that hasn't even been born you you seem cool let's hang out for a little bit and then uh the heart goes to sora and they go on their way and then because they had that like connection then when things break bad with ventus and his heart needs a place to chill um, yeah luckily sora v- sort of... <laughs> ventus and sora had connected on fantasy linkedin and you know it, yeah. it just made sense um uh and so ventus is in there which yeah as you mentioned could be the reason that the keyblade uh ends up shifting from riku to sora because in a way it's just shifting from riku to ventus who is already a keyblade master yeah and i think that i think that's a big part of it and it's also i think why sora can't enter the darkness 
because like Sora was gonna go with Riku, like we talked about, but I think the Keyblade was like, nope, nope, not, not, mm, nope, right, uh, and slapped that bad boy in his hand. So, uh, so I was thinking about the dark side fight. Okay. Um, not in, uh, and it's I think it's it's basically spelled out like in the canon that it's just the representation of their darkness. But I think we could yep. I think we can read into it a bit deeper. Um, in regards to the beginning of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, okay, hit me. Uh, I, I want to read it less in the literal sense and more as um, the person's deepest insecurities, um, which really you could easily parallel with, quote-unquote, the darkness within them. Um, but specifically, like, Roxas having to fight a giant nobody, I think. Um, yeah makes me want to read into it a little bit deeper um because if it's just darkness why isn't it darkness why is it a, why is it a nobody so yeah so maybe it's which again like is Sora insecure about his fucking life like is it more of a coming of age story than we thought or well i mean they they the two of them Roxas and Sora have different demons to fight right like absolutely for, for sora like because he's a human with a heart there's uh, i mean it's pretty it's made pretty clear that, that with the exception of the princesses of heart that there's darkness in anybody's heart and hum- so because human with a couple hearts actually yeah so he's got a couple hearts worth of darkness to fight off and that's possibly the dark side fight and as you mentioned maybe it represents itself as like fears or insecurities but roxas why did i say why did i hit the why did i pronounce it like that roxas roxas r-o-c-k-x yeah (laughs) um the thing with roxas is like whether or not he's afforded emotions as the kind of being he is as a nobody but kind of a special one because of circumstances um like can he be a like a fully fledged human in the state that he's in is uh, the question or can he ever be uh, uh like whole uh, is is sort of the question with Roxas quite different than the question with Sora right mm-hmm. um and so why he fights is the embodiment of like the worst that he could become which is just a hulking shell that um that like destroys things at someone else's bidding right like that's yeah. That's which is basically that's what Roxas what, doesn't want to be, and is, that's basically is the position off. he was in at one point too. Right, so. right, and and like that's not what Sora is fighting, and Sora Sora is is fighting to make sure that he remains um, connected to the light and doesn't fall to the darkness. But Roxas fights to um, uh, sort of prove to himself that he's r- a real boy. Yes, he he is the Pinocchio of the game that has Pinocchio in it. I was gonna say, except for the, <laughs> the Pinocchio that's just in the game. Yeah, that's not that's that's a different Pinocchio. Don't worry about it. Uh, oh man, did you have anything you wanted to before I bring up another one of my things? Is there anything that's itching at you? I, I mean, there's weird stuff like is the place that we see Kyrie in and kingdom hearts 2 like when she's going to school like is that some other island in destiny islands like does destiny island still exist like uh i i mean yeah because she does go back she can like she looks at the the island island yeah so i think it's just like one of like one of those houses with saurus is probably just yeah Yeah, just i guess it just adds to um i mean we uh, we just get fuller pictures of destiny islands later uh, mm-hmm. like as a place and as this sort of like almost everyone who ends up there ends up being this uh, having the same sort of longings as Sora, Riku and Kairi as um Xehanort himself like ends up having the same mm-hmm. uh longings when he's stuck on Destiny Islands like wanting to find other worlds and it's almost like this this place is so confining that it ends up like breeding people like that. And the, yeah, the difference is like whether, and I mean, you are like worn down and 
made bitter by that isolation or, or whether it uh, or whether you don't let it define you that makes you like a good or bad person from this place. Yeah, and I mean, that's I don't know what better way to symbolize that than an island. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's interesting. Um, yeah, especially that they ended up saying that that's where you know it comes from originally is bonkers. But yeah, it has this sort of, um, it doesn't quite have the same properties as Land of Departure, but it's similarly important. Just yeah. sort of like, yeah, the people who he- are here generally follow this, a similar path. Um, yeah. With the exception of Kyrie, I guess, because she has that desire, but also that's like not where she comes from, technically. Yeah, I was going to say, she's not from there. <laughs> yeah. Um, she hasn't been there as long as Riku and Sora, presumably, like. I mean, not presumably, we know that that's the case. Yeah. Do you think, because we were talking before that, like, Kairi's appearance is what makes Sora and Riku think about other worlds. Do you think Xehanort had someone like that, too? Or something hmm. Or something happened? Or... That's an interesting question. I mean, Xehanort is a much more... Yeah... Complicated. Experimental. <laughs> experimental, uh... You know, he he wants to, like, try things and, like, think about things theoretically. Uh, and I don't mean that just because he ends up being, like, Ansem's um, apprentice, but uh, in the sense of, like, wanting to uh, basically, like, <laughs> like, destroy the world again to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Like, it, he's the, the type of mind to think about things theoretically and and probably considers other worlds that he could go to just on his own whereas for Sora and Riku maybe they needed that impetus but it's certainly possible that the impetus was the same for all the folks in this situation mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting so, you know it's weird I try not to think about it <laughs> uh <laughs> we're gonna have to yeah i know um uh so we mentioned a destiny island um Kyrie making the the wayfinder which later we figure out what, yep. the, what the wayfinders are which is interesting i also didn't realize that Kyrie technically made a real wayfinder and the ones that aqua ventus and terra have aren't um Wait, go in because I don't. Uh, my memory of Birth by Sleep is probably not as clear as um so as yours. So the one that Kyrie makes is a legitimate one because they're um they're legends of either Destiny Island. I think the Destiny Island legends because it's based on the Palpu fruit. So it's like um similar to the fruit. They can share this um like good luck charm that's based off of it. And they're supposed to be made with these shells that Kyrie uses. Um, hmm. Aqua has heard about it and makes ones out of like the stained glass, and then she just casts like yeah. magic on it to make it um, a good luck charm. So it's interesting to sort of see all those connect. So. Does she actually give it to Sora on the island, or is it not till later that he gets it? He gets it uh, after he has saved her. Um, which is, again, I think I mentioned this in the episode where I was like, it's a shame because Oathkeeper is not that good of a keyblade when you get it so late in the game, but, (laughs) um, because you, you get it early, way earlier in Kingdom Hearts 2 and it's like fucking sick. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. Um, also Donald and Goofy have seen keyblades and knew Ventus, which is weird to look back on like that's that's that that, yeah like like that's one of the things that you can't really find an excuse for but yeah but i mean yeah yeah there's nothing yet that's like time travel relevant right we don't have to get into that yet Uh, i mean um no i don't think so because ansem i don't think so either ansem on the island talking to sora i think is just ansem i mean he knows he's been told time travel stuff but that's just where he is. Why is he in a brown cloak? Do... No reason. Okay. I, th- Because I feel like... I don't think there's a reason. Isn't he wearing the brown cloak when he's zipping, zipping around time? Sometimes? I don't know. 
Maybe I'm just making that up. Um, I've seen it in another game. Yeah. But I'm not positive. I think you see it, like, some of the first times you... Whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wonder if how much we should, like, explain what we're talking about in these episodes, or are these spoiler episodes literally just for people who, have, n- like, know everything already? Because um, I almost am like, for some reason, time travel exists in the Kingdom Hearts universe. But... I mean, like, e- the fact that, I mean... I mean, this has to be our super spoilerific series, because otherwise it would be like, okay, so we have spoiler spoiler level uh, <laughs> yeah. zero, where we where we only talk about the game, and then we have spoiler level one. Like, if if you want to get into it, we get into it, and that's that's what the Ansem Report slash Final Mix is all about. Yeah, it's the final mix of the Ansem Reports. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we talked about the Keyblade looking for Riku and settling for Sora. Um. So we didn't we didn't mention this line in the Traverse Town episode, but it's worth mentioning now. Is Leon is talking to Sora about the Heartless, and it's like, oh, they fear the Keyblade, but it's the, your heart that they really want. And I think about that on a much deeper level now. <laughs> um, sure, because yeah. it's like, is it Sora's heart? Is it Vintage's heart? Is it Kyrie's heart? Is it like at this point, I'm pretty sure some of the princesses of heart are already in his heart. <laughs> How many times can I say heart in one sentence? <laughs> I mean, you're nearing the the asymptote of hearts yeah. per sentence. I, I mean... Or is it just amplified? I I guess I, I've always read that line as like... A more general? Because he is a Keyblade master, it's... Like he wouldn't be a Keyblade Master if he didn't have the kind of heart that Heartless would want to attack, you know? Well, um, Heartless, I think, just go after hearts in general. They're not like specifically. But they definitely go after Sora more than they go because, like, Donald and Goofy had never seen them before. Uh, that one scene in Traverse Town, I've always got the impression that like the 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 Keyblade. Um, alerts the i mean i think they say that explicitly that the keyblade alerts the heartless to his presence mm-hmm. um and like because he has a keyblade he must have some quite a tasty juicy heart in there is how i've always uh understood the heartless rationale is like we know where he is because he has the keyblade and we really want to munch on that heart of his which is obviously not how heartless work. They don't eat hearts, but you get it. They consume them. Kind of. <laughs> we were talking about how there were sort of two contradictory visions of the heartless. One in which we saw a man lose his heart and then have that turn into a heartless. And then we had uh, Leon say heartless are people without hearts which are pretty contradictory i think they kind of line up with the two types of heartless though are you talking about like the artificial heartless and the natural heartless yeah because i think people without heart sounds like pure blood because they're just darkness in a form but the emblem heartless are based on someone's heart right but the even the pure blood ones like it's they are still, even though they're composed of the darkness in someone's heart, they're, they're still their primary uh, constituent particle is is the heart molecule. Right? Like they're still <laughs> composed of of a heart. It's just the the dark part of one. So it's like, yeah, that might like, just saying be... that they're people without hearts. It seems to me to be a pretty inaccurate way of saying it, especially when you're naming both of the uh, heartless and nobodies backwards. Like, heartless are not heartless. In fact, they are just hearts. And nobodies are not things without bodies. They are, they are in fact, the bodies that's bodies. left over. And when you're already doing that little switcheroo, that, like, I mean, I guess kind of clever switcheroo in the name is like, it? <laughs> please be clear, game, how it works. Yeah, I mean, again, we're we're expecting a lot of, like, this first game, which 
who's to say if they knew what they were doing then? Who's to say if it was in translation? Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so we'll we'll chalk it up to the the current canon. Just sort of refining it. Um, yeah, for the most part. Uh, and then, so I'm I'm curious about because uh, we already know the answer to this question, but they talk about the answer report and. We already know that one Ansem wrote the first report, and then another Ansem wrote the rest of them. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if I'm really I'm really interested in like reading through them and like trying to perceive them differently. Like, do do you think like Leon and them like I guess they just never noticed that the Ansem sort of changed. Yeah, and I mean like. Y- I mean, if they're all just hanging out in that castle doing research, I guess you wouldn't either. They're just eventually reading a published report, um, and they're all pinned by totally handsome. And then, yeah, it's oh, handsome wrote this report. It's kind of fucking weird. But... And isn't it only like the secret handsome report that is actually written by handsome the wise? Yes. Isn't that the yeah? So like, at some point, I think he talks about like I just read all these fucking handsome reports. I didn't write any of them. <laughs> And, yeah. then... and 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 like if and if that one is as secret as the name implies maybe the only ansem reports that these folks these final fantasy folks have seen are the the ansem yeah. secret of darkness written ones so therefore they have nothing against which to compare really although we know that like uh ansem the wise was like what governor or king or whatever of yeah basically radiant the, garden but the did, radiant what, garden what, king. did they coexist with him like did they know him personally because if not they would have nothing against which to compare the ansem reports you know to determine if it's a genuine article or not yeah i mean i feel like there is a, a clear difference in the way the first one's written with the rest of them um so it, so it's kind of hard to say but yeah, I don't know. It seems weird that maybe I'm. I don't remember exactly the words said in Hollow Bastion later on, because they do talk about like oh, because they do. Say, I feel like they talk about Ansem like Leon does, and I wonder if they're weirded out by suddenly Ansem's a bad guy. Um, because at least in Kingdom Hearts two, they know what the fuck they're doing with that with that plot line. Yeah. So Sora sees Ansem's face, quote unquote. Well, he sees Xehanort Terra's face, or Apprentice. I mean, same thing. Apprentice Xehanort's face, and is like, "Oh, that's Ansem. Good thing we defeated him." And Mickey's like, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking about." <laughs> um, you know what I think? Like the worst, most garbage thing about all of this is, it, yeah. the thing that's revealed in I think it's Dream Drop Distance where if you defeat both someone's Heartless and their nobody their original form comes back yes you don't like that I think that's the most garbage thing about this series I mean if that wasn't true what the fuck would Kingdom Hearts 3 be I know I realize it's like they're like back them they wrote themselves into a corner but it's like yeah. I'm okay with it I don't know I'm okay with it um cause it's like if they d- whatever <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's... I, I understand the frustration, though. Um, yeah, it, I, I like it because then Sora gets to deal with the importance of Xehanort. Because he's kind of just got the leftovers. Yeah. And I... Again, like, I think if they left it at, like, Birth by Sleep 1 and 2, and that was their trilogy, then... Like Sora isn't the main character. That's true. Sora yeah. just cleans up after the mess. Um, yeah. So, also, I mean, they knew they were making more shit because at the end of Kingdom Hearts two, he gets that letter in the bottle. Um, so, yeah. So they they they, get, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing with that. That was like, uh, Gun and Walter White trunk level of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's this. We'll use, we'll figure out what it's for later. Um, Anything else about Traverse Town or Destiny Islands that we want to talk spoilery um, of before we wrap up this final mix? If there is, I don't think I wrote it down. Well, I mean, 
we we know from the context of other games that that you're like your uh Zemnis and stuff are out there at this time, which is an interesting thing to think about. Like Yeah, that's really threw me off. Um that is just like contemporaneous, but Yeah. It's yeah, I'm really I feel like this game doesn't actually like follow any rules of time travel that I think are important. But I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um um no, okay, so we were talking about how defeating a heartless and a nobody brings them back. Um which we did get visual confirmation of that. That's what the ending of Recoded is. Um Oh, okay. And it has some interesting effects. Some interesting effects that I kind of want to theorize about because so Lee comes back and so for context, Lee is the yeah. human that whose nobody is Axel from Kingdom Hearts 2 and other games like 358. Yeah, who uh, days over 2. I think is just straight up going to be a good guy. Like I think he's learning how to use a keyblade or some shit. Um yep. So that's cool. Um but so we and Lee is an example that I'm going to use where he so he aged as a nobody. His nobody aged. Um because he was much younger when he was turned. And when he came back, he kept his age but not all of his physical appearances like he lost his like tattoos on his eyes. But he's still older. And I'm really curious to see how that's going to affect Xehanort. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's... An... But haven't we already seen him in... Have we seen Xehanort in trailers? For what? Three? Yeah. I don't think I guess so. Not. He'll probably be in, like... I mean, he's been in, like, a thousand opening cinematics, but that's about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm interested to see how that works. I mean, because it's... I wonder how... Because it's Terra's body. So. Right. I'm I'm curious to see how that happens. I mean, I'm excited to see. I really hope Sora gets a suit of armor. That's all I care about. Because, <laughs> I mean, they did forms. Why wouldn't they do Keyblade armor? They're doing something with, like, key, weird Keyblade transformations in the third game. Yeah, they're, they're um, also just, like... Like, he's just using a shield at one point, and then yeah. uh, dual pistols in, like, a really old trailer. So, yeah, I wonder if the, the D23 trailer, I really hope it has, like, a release date. <laughs> yeah. Because they're really hyping it up. So, Anything else about uh, the subject of this episode? Uh, well, yeah, no. Um, I had no more things to talk about that about yeah. Destiny Island to Driver's Town. Yeah, me either. Um, we, how do we how do we end these ones that are different? Uh, I mean, probably the same way. Wait, don't go. It's it's a bonus. It's a bonus message from the it's, future. It's because... the answer secret report. Yeah, <laughs> this <laughs> is the final I... mix. We did it. This is <laughs> this is the final mix. We record these episodes pretty far in advance. So when we recorded this Ansem report, it was before a tiny bit of Kingdom Hearts news dropped, which we thought, um, even though we're not necessarily like a Kingdom Hearts news show, we're definitely a recap show, we thought we would at least um, mention some of the news about Kingdom Hearts 3 that came out. What's the name of this uh, conference? Uh, D23. It's a Disney expo. I kept thinking gd23 and i was like there's no way it's called goddamn 23 (laughs) um yeah so uh we got a release we did we already know it was 2018 i don't think we we had even any we did yeah so we got a release year yeah which is 2018 yeah and people read so far into this that they've sort of like they have to sort of um i'm not sure the reports are exactly what it is but we know from some sort of official document deep from, like, high-up officials, Sony bullshit, that it won't be between now and March. Um, is it, like, it, it will not be released between quarters one and two? Is it, like, one of those? Yeah, it's, it's some, it referred to quarters um, of 2018. So that's... We know it's not bef- 
before March, which I think is obvious anyway. Um, so I, I would guess holiday season next year. Yeah. If it doesn't get pushed back or delayed, which I think... It's a weird thing where, and you mentioned this in an episode we recently recorded that folks will hear in a few weeks, or maybe it was just in our private conversations, but uh, it's a weird thing to all of a sudden as Kingdom Hearts fans be like, Oh, please, can the release date not be, like, super soon? Because we've got a whole <laughs> show to do. It's like we've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3 for so long, and, yeah. now all of a, and we're and like, please, that... and now all of a sudden we're like, actually, we've got, like, a lot of plot yeah, to sort of run through. We haven't gotten super far yet, and I don't know. It's like that weird sort of, like, the moment you stop looking for something, you'll find it. Um, yeah, yeah. it's almost like, like I want to believe a watched pot never boils. Yeah. I want to believe that deep down starting this show is when they were like, all right, now we're going to, now we can decide it's, it's ready to go. Um, but now we know the due date for the show. Um, we'll probably what, get what... like an actual release date in the coming, like in the next, at least by next summer, I would say. But yeah, um, my, my guess would be holiday season. Like mine no, too. November, December. What uh, what stuff jumped out for you from the from the new trailer? Um, the the phrasing at the beginning, which was the same from the last trailer, which was um, "Don't let your dreams be dreams." Don't let your dreams be dreams. Um, just do it. Just do it. Which and no, we're not <laughs> recording this so far in advance. That's a relevant meme. I I'm just. I I'm I, I'm just oh, full man. of stale it's, it's, memes. It's funny, like two, I, two weeks ago, I recorded with Jory for the One Piece podcast, and I made that exact joke. Um, <laughs> so it's relevant with me. Um, let let your memes be memes. Um, yeah. But ultimately, the phrasing was interesting. That the phrasing of dive in, which has been relevant with. Um, yeah, I'll just read off the text. The, the previous it, games, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it says, "Don't assume your dreams are just fantasy." If you can imagine a world, believe in it, and dive in. Which is certainly the nebulous and vapid Kingdom Hearts bullshit we're used to oh, that goes yeah. at the start of a game. It's so good. But it also is very seems to be very purposeful in its usage of language that harkens back to Dream Drop Distance. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and like... Vaguely I mean, isn't by sleep. Yeah. Which isn't much of a surprise, just given, like the state of the canon at the end of uh, Dream Drop Distance, that mm. that game will be, the plot of that will be relevant in ways to Kingdom Hearts 3, so that's not a huge surprise, but it is kind of cool to see those keywords cropping up again. Yeah, dive in. Just and, get deep um, in the paint. So the they do have like those words in like paragraph form once they've all been on screen, but the way that it comes up initially in the trailer is bizarre. I would say um painful, infuri- insulting maybe. In I was the, the... I was so mad cuz I was like what does this say? Like I'm going to have to like look this up later and then it was something I'd already read from the previous yeah. trailer and I was like, "Oh, well that's why did I work so hard for that?" But um, it's just giant letters that are in uh, – I think it's, like, actually the letters themselves are clear and there's, like, a partially uh, transparent filter over it for where the letters aren't. And there's game footage in the background and it's a lot It's a lot going on. I'm okay with, like – it did show us some more of Olympia and um, Traverse Town, I guess, um, in that segment. So, I mean, whatever. Uh but other than that, the only thing that really stuck out was the world they decided to premiere. One is super cool. Really excited about it. Um, my wife and I actually spent like all days like, what world could it be? And we ruled, <laughs> we actually, it's Toy Story. We ruled out Toy Story because they've never done a Pixar game or yeah. movie. And it, but we did say, you know, if, I guess if they were to do a Pixar, it would have to be like Toy Story. They wouldn't. They wouldn't, like, reveal a Pixar deal with, like, Cars or um, <laughs> maybe maybe Brave, but it wasn't as popular. Um, yeah. So I just figured, you know, the smartest move would be Toy Story. They did Toy Story. I was... A Bug's Life world would be kind of cool. So but... sick. Pixar opens up a lot of really good options because, like, an Upworld yeah. would be good. Um, mm-hmm. Uh... I forgot the other one that I was thinking of. Wally earlier. would be interesting. Wally but... would be sick. Um, um, 
But anyways, but, it's not. Yeah. Let's not daydream about that. Yeah. Um, my- Don't assume your dreams are just fantasy, Joe. <laughs> if you can imagine a world, believe in it. I don't know if you and saw dive my, in. my tweet from the other day about um, the Carl's world, but Sora is a human and he's just in the Final Fantasy 15 car with Noctis. <laughs> um, because I think I might let that dream stay a fantasy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, ultimately, this does make me question if there's going to be any more pixar movies i think if they were going to announce any sort of marvel or star wars interaction this would have been the show to do it because before that was the spider-man game and battlefront 2 so it would have been good timing and they didn't so i'm gonna stop being super hopeful about that at this point um but yeah yeah yeah. and i think like I would guess that this is the only Pixar world we'll get, and then maybe in later games we'll explore more. It's just my guess. Likely. We don't actually see a whole bunch of the world itself, because what we see is a cutscene, a dialogue-filled cutscene, and I don't speak Japanese, so um, it's just a lot of... There were you know, your Japanese stand-in for... Uh, wait, oh, really? Not yeah. in the trailer I saw. Okay, yeah, so what are they versions. What are they talking about? Um, Basically, just, like, they, they fight the Heartless, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, those are the bad guys that we fight. Was there anything else weird? And, and this is, is this Woody... Is this Sora speaking to Woody? Yes. This is Lego Sora speaking to yeah, he, Woody. Yeah, the, the alternate costumes for this world are vaguely toy... But they didn't really commit. I mean, so, the, the nature of the CG style, if they tried to make them look the same type of toy that, like, Buzz and Woody are, they would just look normal. Um, yeah. So I, yeah. I, get the, I get the Lego approach. It's nifty. Um, but basically, Woody ends up explaining that there was someone in the Dark Hood, and they're like, oh, well, we'll handle this. This is our trouble. We handle Organization 13. And they're like, no, no, if they're messing with our world, we're going to handle it too. And um, if you look at the icons in the bottom right screen, it looks like Woody and Buzz are on your side. So I'm glad that oh, we've cool. uh, sort of moved beyond. Also, the Keyblade, they managed to in- they, sh- they decided to include Sora holding the new Keyblade, which is the handle is like, looks like Buzz's suit. And the actual like sword part is a cactus wearing a sheriff's hat. And, that's um, neat it's 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 a neat little combination of the two um uh but basically they go beyond that they show the fight in the toy store and it's young xehanort which i've thought a lot about this i assume some of the reason the game was to like push back even farther was um the the voice actor for older xehanort passing away very unfortunately and i think they were like well now we have to sort of redo this game around young xehanort being the one pulling yeah. everything together um and I think this trailer confirms that a little bit for me. Um, mm. So, so that's that's really all I have to say about the trailer. There's not um, young Zaynor does kind of tie in with uh, be, being the the main sort of focus. Both ties in with the dream job distance stuff that we'll get to eventually. But um, yep. I think I really don't remember what we talked about in the answer report i haven't edited it yet um but i do i do do think we talked about the sort of overarching and some bullshit that we're dealing with i mean we probably talked about a lot of things uh yeah uh we get a little glimpse of what combat looks like in sort of two situations in uh, the toy story world the first is like uh, outside of andy's house which is cool because you're fighting the i forget what the big belly heartless are called but um you're fighting those fellas um but they're like, even though they're the big, they're big fellas. It's they're, uh, they're it's sized like a, for Sora. Yeah, it's which like is in a good because world, if they were so normal sized cool. in like real ass suburb, it would be weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just it's true. Just heartless in a suburb, no big deal. Um, and then the uh, are you gonna talk about sorry, the the trailer. the robot fighting in the Toy Story? Yeah, yeah. So then the the second area we see is uh a like sort of Rock'em Sock'em robot. Um I think it's Galaxy Toys, is that what the Toy Story is called in Toy Store is called in Toy Story. Who boy, that's a difficult thing to say. Yes. Uh, I think it's called like Galaxy Toys or something that they 
end up going to and uh or maybe that's just a fiction just for this because isn't it big al's toy barn that they go to in the second Uh, one yeah the director i watched the full conference um they did mention that it's a completely original story um for the world okay so yeah i'm wondering where it takes place in the timeline because they're like oh andy went missing so i'm like is this before three or does it matter it's probably not super important but um yeah andy's heartless Um, final boss (laughs) <laughs> Andy's nobody uh <laughs> na- uh end. um it sounds legitimate <laughs> yeah it sounds like something some garbage that they would make uh and and they really like showing uh Sora jumping into various robots and shooting other robots which does look fun and it is um a continuation of a thing I very much like in Kingdom Hearts, which is its quest to, uh, in s- its subsequent titles, eventually just subsume all subgenres of action video game. Um, I mean, that's kind of happened. Like, uh, you mentioned, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it on the podcast or just in conversation, that you didn't really play much of the side games just because of their combat being a bit more gimmicky. And I'm like... I've played some, I've played some and then just watched the plot of others, yeah. but like... Um, like three five eight over two I played in like but yeah um what I've noticed is there's a big influence of those games on this combat it looks like like yeah it, with like the keyblade transformation the keyblade transformation it looks like it's gonna pull a lot from the uh birth by sleep sort of yeah leveling up of moves that you do which is I like a lot in birth by sleep and um some dream job stuff too it looks like there's gonna be a lot of fast movement so I'm kind of I'm pretty excited um yeah. Jesus, that's not a lot of time to talk about all the Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and we and we did like a lot of worlds in one episode. <laughs> yeah, we can we can do it. Um I think that's really all. I mean, do you have anything else you wanted to say about this trailer? No, that's about covers it. Um for the trailer. There was, there was one other thing we wanted to talk about before we go though. Are you just talking about the questions thing? Yes. Yeah, so we are going to toy with doing listener questions or answering <laughs> them, Get rather. Get toy with? So hey! Good. We are going to toy story with answering listener questions in the next Ansem Report episode, which admittedly will be a while for you, but it won't be super long for us, because as we mentioned before, we record these in advance. So um, if you want to eventually... Uh, after you've already forgotten you submitted questions uh, here like your Twitter username or something on the show and have it be a nice surprise because you forgot you even asked us a question Um, you can DM uh, that's direct message for uh, those who aren't in the biz Um, you can DM is it memorize or memorized cast memorize no D you can you can uh, you can DM memorize cast uh, with your question uh, and then in the next answer report we will answer it what we're going to do is we're going to do our traditional uh, spoiler safe episodes up through uh, the end of neverland so um, more likely we'll pick questions uh, that at least have some relation to the context of the plot of Kingdom Hearts 1 up through Neverland. But, of course, because it's an Amsom Report episode, don't worry about um, hiding spoilery stuff. And um, and we'll try to answer those in the next Amsom Report, which will be eventually. Eventually. Um, yeah, so if you, if you listen to any episodes and sort of hear, like, oh, man, I wonder how that affects another game and they don't talk about it or we don't talk mm-hmm. about it, then, you know, shoot us a DM or something. If this does end up being a thing where we get a lot of questions, I will probably find a way to introduce one that doesn't use Twitter to get us questions because um, I don't want to limit it just to people who have a Twitter uh, who happen to listen to this. But, yeah. It should work for now. Yeah. Uh, we might have to figure – we might record that one a bit differently if we're waiting on questions through Neverland. Right, that, that way it's not like the last three weeks of questions are irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We won't let our dreams stay a fantasy. <laughs> we'll, we'll imagine a world and dive in. Um, 
I think now we'll probably just cut back to us being. Um, I, I don't know what we'll cut back to. Yeah, Maybe I us just, I just pimping don't our own projects or yeah, something. We'll cut I, back to something in the other episode. Yeah, I just, I just don't want to try and time the guy that memorized again. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, here's the rest of the episode you already heard most of. Uh, okay. Real quick, I mean, I, I've I've been Joe. I can be found on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, uh, just J O. And then um, I have another podcast where I talk about One Piece called We Are Watching One Piece. You can find it um, most places. Podcast should be. Uh you can. I'm Wheels. You can find me at the Travis W. Uh, the podcast that I'm on that I'll plug this week is Arbitrary Archive. It's a show I do with my brother. Um, he and I are um, hired by an art, a sentient artificial intelligence named Jeff to catalog all of human culture um, before it is lost in a coming apocalypse known as the Flood. And so each week Jeff provides us with a word uh, that acts as a category for the week, and each of us must... Um, provide a review of a piece of media that fits that one word category uh, and then contribute it to the titular arbitrary archive at the end of the week um, so that's arbitrary archive um, it's it essentially works as like a recommendation engine because most of the things we talk about we choose to talk about are things that we like so if you want recommendations from uh, me and my brother then arbitrary archive is the place for you Cool. Um, so yeah, that was our answer report one. Uh, there probably won't be another one of these for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. Because there's quite a bit of time before there's um, like mythos or lore. But definitely this was all stuff that was like eating at us and we had to talk about. Um, yeah. After doing these past two. So I, I guess that's been this answer report. Got, Got it. it. Memorized? That was much better. We're definitely getting that good. And then we'll forget by next week. <laughs> Thank you.